Welcome to the Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. For the next 30 minutes, you'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. Now, your host, Rick Hughes. Good morning and welcome to the Flatline. I'm your host, Rick Hughes, and for the next few minutes, stick around. Enjoy this next 30 minutes. It's simply 30 minutes of inspiration, some education, some motivation, and no manipulation, no con games, not trying to get money from you, or not trying to sell you anything. We're not going to ask you to join up, fess up, give up, nothing like that. We just want you to listen up. Listen as I try to verify and identify the plan of God for your life, and if that's possible, if I can do that, my prayer is that you will orient and adjust to that plan. This is show 935 Sundays that we've been on the air across the United States. 110 cities are listening to us this morning. What a great honor and a privilege it has been for me to be able to do the Flatline Radio Show all these years. Thank you for listening. And if you are and you'd like to let us know, just drop us a note. Rick Hughes, P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama. Rick Hughes, P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama. The zip code is 35054. We always love to hear from our friends and oftentimes get tremendous letters about how the Lord's been working in people's lives as a result of listening to the radio show. Let me remind you that we have some transcripts available from our shows in 2019, 2020, 2021. All these transcripts are like a book, and each radio show is printed out so you can read one show at a time. It's a transcript of each of those 52 shows that we played in that particular year. It makes great devotional reading, and if you'd like to order those, don't hesitate. we got a lot of them in the warehouse, and we'd be more than happy to send you the transcripts that we speak about. You can see them on the website, rickhughesministries.org, rickhughesministries.org, and they are not for sale. They are free, along with everything else we offer here. We don't sell anything because we believe if God's in it, he will pay for it, and so we don't have to run around uh, like a shortstop trying to hustle up money. We just trust God, pray, and do our job and let the Lord handle the details. What a privilege and what an honor it is to live like that. I learned that from my pastor years ago. If God's in it, God will pay for it. So don't try to hustle up the money. Just do your job and keep your mouth shut. And the Lord will handle the details. And what a privilege it is to see that happen. Well, I want to talk to you about something today that I think is critical for us to understand. The way the news is going today, we see so much negative press, so many things that are weird and obscene and vulgar being promoted as as if it's normal. And uh, there's definitely something going on that's affecting the future of this country, especially the young people. I want to call it the cosmic confluence. Confluence. You say, what is that? That's when two things come together to form something. The cosmic confluence forms the cosmic vortex, much like a tornado vortex. So let's talk about that. I want to show you what I'm talking about in this radio show. Speaking of tornadoes, uh, each year in the early spring, many areas of this nation face danger from supercell thunderstorms that spawn horrible destructive tornadoes. I was looking this morning that Texas got hit with a terrible tornado, many killed. Back in 1925, there was no tornado warning system in this country. In fact, the word tornado was not even in the vocabulary of the U.S. Weather Bureau. That word had been banned since 1887 when the U.S. Army Signal Corps managed the country's weather forecasting. The reason they banned it being was it was unpredictable and the forecasting was fruitless. As a result, 
It often caused widespread panic, so they didn't even forecast tornadoes. But the supercell is a thunderstorm that spawns a mesocyclone, a mesocyclone, which is a deep rotating updraft, which is the mother of all tornadoes. And it's a spine of wind that spins vertically throughout the supercell. This violently rotating column of air can be small or large, but all produce these things, torrential rain, strong wind, dangerous cloud-to-ground lightning, hail. The weak ones are clocked up to 110, whereas the violent ones can produce speeds over 200 miles an hour. One of the worst in U.S. history was known as the Tri-State Tornado of 1925, and it lasted three hours on the ground, destroying more than 1,500 homes, leaving over 700 people dead in its destructive path. It tracked for 220 miles across Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana, and the path of destruction was one mile wide. I'll tell you these facts to illustrate what's happening in our nation today. There is a cosmic vortex sweeping across America that's destroying the lives of so many people as a result of the cosmic confluence that we're going to talk about. This nation, the great United States of America, is in the middle of a confluence. And what is that? It's a destructive force of satanic propaganda when it combines with human viewpoint thinking that destroys the lives of thousands of young people. This confluence that I'm talking about, satanic propaganda and human viewpoint thinking coming together, spawned the cosmic vortex. And this vortex is an invisible force that captures the minds of the youth of this country and destroys any opportunity they may have for a normal future. I've used this illustration before. I want to use it one more time. I was fishing one day on Lake Guntersville in Alabama, and I was in the middle of the lake on a deep underwater channel with my friend Red, when all of a sudden a stalk of corn landed beside our boat. We were 200 yards from the bank. How could anybody throw corn that far? We looked up into the sky, and the sky was full of corn stalks raining down on us. My friend Red, who has a great sense of humor, said, I sure hope there's not a tractor up there. Somewhere, some tornado had gone through some cornfield somewhere and took all of this stuff up into the air, swept it along until the pressure was neutralized and it all fell out all around us and all over the lake where we were sitting. That's what happens. When you get caught up in the vortex, it takes you where you don't want to be and does something to you that you don't want to have happen. This vortex that we're talking about is fueled by these lies and promises <clears throat> that the world cannot deliver. Satanic propaganda promises happiness, but in reality it enslaves the mind of the willing, leading eventually to self-destruction. Human viewpoint thinking, such as socialism and humanism, promises things they can't deliver uh, either. They can't live up to that. And I believe I'm qualified to speak about this because I've been speaking to young people across this nation since 1968. Since those days, I have spoken in hundreds of schools and stood before thousands of students, and I've watched students that are struggling, trying to determine who to believe. Social media influence recruit them every day, lure them into that vortex. You know, the, 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 the tornado will suck you into it if you're not careful and propel you up into the air. And that's what the vortex does. It tries to lure people in. And I must admit that many of the kids that I meet, they're not deceived. They've got good parents and good pastors that lead them in the right direction. 
So out of a student body of maybe 500, there may only be a handful that are actually beyond repair. But those few happen to be the ones that get all the most press, most exposure, because they are the most extreme and the most radical. And after all, that's what sells newspapers and that's what makes good press is something extreme and radical and weird and perverse. Satan makes sure, he makes sure that the deceived ones get front page notoriety in order to promote his agenda. And that's luring the unsuspected listener into his vortex of lies. Today, our nation spends a lot of time promoting the lives of those elusive, confused individuals and demonize and marginalize individuals who value Christian principles and value establishment concepts, such as what? Respect for authority, family, marriage, nationalism. Don't think God's ignoring these things. Don't think God's ignoring these things. The justice of God is not ignoring what's going on in this nation. And if it doesn't stop, if it doesn't change direction, if we don't put out this thing, we will be destroyed by the justice of God's discipline. Listen as I read to you Proverbs 1, 22 through 33, several verses, but it shows you what I'm talking about. Proverbs 1, turn to me when I warn you. That means pay attention. And then I will generously pour out my spirit for you, and I will make my words known to you. I called, and you refused to listen. I stretched out my hand, and nobody paid attention. You ignored all my advice. You did not want me to warn you. So I will laugh at your calamity, and I will make fun of you when panic strikes you. This is God speaking. When panic strikes you like a violent storm, the cosmic confluence, when calamity strikes you like a windstorm, that's the cosmic vortex, when trouble and anguish come to you, then they will call on me, and I will not answer. Oh, they will look for me, but they won't find me, because they hated knowledge, hatred of the truth. That's the one thing that the system today, the, the vortex, does not want truth. The truth of the Bible is spurned and laughed at, when the Bible talks about morality, it's spurned and laughed at as old-timey and old-fashioned. Don't want it. They don't want to hear the truth. And even if some pastor preaches it, people don't want to listen. Choose not to listen to the Lord. No humility. They refuse my advice, verse 30 of Proverbs 1. They despise my every warning. Two words, refused it and despised it. And so God said they will eat the fruit of their own lifestyle. They will be stuffed with their own schemes. What does that mean? It means what they, you know, what you sow, you're going to reap. Gullible people kill themselves because they turn away, and fools destroy their lives because of their indifference. Listen to verse 33 of Proverbs 1. Whoever listens to me will live without worry and will be free from the dread of disaster. What did that verse 32 say? Gullible people kill themselves because of their turning away. Turning away from what? From the truth. And fools destroy themselves because of their indifference. Excuse me, because they won't listen. Here's another verse that says what's in store for those trapped in Satan's cosmic vortex. Listen to Nahum 1.3. The Lord is patient and has great strength. But the Lord will never let the guilty go unpunished. Raging winds and storms mark his path, 
and clouds are dust from his feet. Raging winds and storms mark his path, and clouds are dust from his feet. When the Lord gets ready to discipline, it will come like a horrible, horrible storm. This violent demise is brought about by arrogant rejection of truth that leads to self-induced misery. Arrogant rejection of truth that leads to self-induced misery. Many people today, they're involved in alternative lifestyles, immoral lifestyles, don't want the truth, not interested in the truth, don't believe the truth if you told it to them. In James 1.14, everyone is tempted by his own lust patterns, his own desires, and they, his lust patterns, lure him away and trap him. And it's horrible to be trapped in your own sin with no way out, becoming a slave to your flesh. Thinking money and power are the keys to happiness is classic human viewpoint thinking, part of the confluence that we're talking about. Satanic propaganda promoting a lifestyle that's horrible and evil but but appears to be normal. And then on top of that, the classic human viewpoint thinking of humanism and socialism that we can solve the problems of this country if we do stupid things. In 1 Timothy 6, 9, but people who want to get rich keep falling into temptation. They are trapped by many stupid and harmful desires which drown them in destruction and ruin. So you can destroy your own life by means of a series of bad decisions. Bad decisions limit future options. And what kind of bad decisions are we talking about when you ignore the truth of the Word of God? And that's what's being done today. The recruit, the cosmic confluence is trying to recruit those that will ignore the truth of the Word of God. Not interested, don't want to hear it, don't have any desire to learn it, and have figured out on their own mind they think what true happiness really is. And they will be deceived and trapped in their own evil desires. Mm, mm, mm. That's just a sad, sad thing. Satan has spent many years infiltrating powerful positions like the presidency, the vice presidency, the Senate, the Congress, so he can promote as mainstream his lies and his deceptions. Our nation has voluntarily removed the word of God from the public arena, you know, such as schools and local governments. No Ten Commandments can be placed in a, in a public place. We've replaced it with immoral, degenerate, public displays in schools and public libraries, and you know what I'm talking about. There's only one way to stop this decline, but I doubt anybody's going to listen. I doubt anybody's going to pay attention. But what took years to destroy will not be restored in a few weeks. It's going to take years to get it back to where it should be. That's why I don't have much hope for the future of this nation. But first and foremost, the parents must stop ignoring the spiritual needs of their children. If you're a parent and you have children, you must teach them the Word of God. You must instill in them a flat line, a main line of resistance in their soul so they do not get sucked into the cosmic vortex. If you're too busy with your job, if you're too busy with your hobbies, if you're too busy entertaining yourself to try to prepare your children In a spiritual sense, in any way whatsoever, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself if you don't pray with your children. You ought to be ashamed of yourself 
if you don't read the scripture to your children, if you don't prepare them for what's there, because they are the ones that are going to face the awful mess that's coming. First and foremost, parents must stop ignoring the spiritual needs of their children. A child must be taught to respect God, taught to honor his word, but parents in a frantic search for happiness must take the time to teach it to their children, take the time to read the Bible, pray with them. If the lure of the world is too strong in the lives of mother and dad, then the future will suffer. And that's what many of us are seeing today. Children who were not grounded at an early age fall victim to the cosmic confluence and are sucked into the cosmic vortex. In Ephesians 6.4, it makes this very plain, very clear to you. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. That's discipline. That's respect for authority. Nurture, nousia, the Greek word, admonition, padia, the Greek word. One means to put something in their head. One means to put something on their fanny. And the fact that we quit disciplining children and quit whipping children for fear that we're going to offend the little tykes is a terrible mistake. They have to learn respect for authority. Bring them up in the nurture, nousia, put it in their mind, and admonition, padia, put it on their fanny of the Lord. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, when he's old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child. Whose job is it? Is it the school's job to train your children? No. Is it the church's job? Well, they certainly help. But it's your job, beginning at a very young age, to teach them respect for authority, to make them aware of God's plan and God's program, and hopefully to lead your own child to Christ. Hopefully. In Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 in the Old Testament, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shalt be in thy heart. And you shall teach them diligently unto your children and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lay down at night and when you rise up in the morning. May I suggest something? I'm sorry to have a frog in my throat this morning, but we'll get by <clears throat> when you sit down to dinner with your children, would it be too much to ask them to read a scripture verse or for you to tell you a scripture verse they know? Would it be too inconvenient to pray over the food with them and ask the Lord to sanctify it and set it apart so that they learn to pray before they eat? I was in a restaurant one time and we bowed our head to pray and a waitress came up and she was shocked. She said, what are you doing, Praying? And my buddy with me looked up with what I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> she wandered off shaking her head. So train <clears throat> train your children. Teach them diligently, day and night. Instruct them in the Word of God. But as a parent, how is it possible for you to teach your child, listen carefully, how is it possible for you to teach your child something you don't know yourself? You can't. I mean, you can teach them how to swim. Oh, you can swim, so you can teach them how to swim. Can you ride a bicycle? Yeah, I'm teach my child how to ride a bicycle. Can you do the ABCs? Yeah, I'm going to teach my child the ABCs and the one, two, threes. Teach your child the Word of God to inspire humility and respect for God. How could you teach your child something you don't know? 
Secondly, pastors have to return to teaching the scriptures and quit trying to entertain people that come to their church. Get back to teaching the word of God as we should be in the local church because the local church is a classroom. That's what it is. It's not a cruise ship. It's a classroom. But again, just like the parent, the pastor obviously cannot teach what he does not know. Listen to Jeremiah 23, 21, and 22. I did not send these prophets, preachers, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they preach. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to listen to my words, then they would have turned them from evil and from the evil ways of their doing. What does that mean? Well, in Jeremiah's day, the, people, the prophets were preaching lies. They weren't telling the truth. If a pastor will teach the truth, if he will teach the word of God, he will turn his congregation from the evil way. Instead of saying, we welcome these weirdos and we welcome those weirdos and everybody's welcome here. Everybody is welcome there. The gospel is to be heard by everybody, but we don't support a weird, obnoxious, immoral lifestyle. Listen to Jeremiah 23, 20, 31. I'm against the preachers, says the Lord, that use their tongues. And they say, God told me to say this. Behold, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams, says the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. And yet I did not send them, nor did I command them. <clears throat> Therefore, they shall not profit the people at all, saith the Lord. God doesn't speak to preachers in dreams and tell them what to have. And one of the greatest men in our history of our country that we know about a preacher said, I have a dream. And that was a social overturning of many crimes and sins in America. But there was much more than the dream. There's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Giving the gospel of Jesus Christ is the greatest thing anybody can do. Any pastor, any politician. When's the last time you heard, think about this, when is the last time you heard a president of the United States bow his head in public on a public PA system and pray out loud for his country? Pray for the people under his control. I've been trying to think about that, and I can't remember a time any president did that. The prophets of Jeremiah's day claimed God gave them revelations in a dream. These visions were delusions, delusions of their own mind. The dreams are worthless for meeting the spiritual needs of the people. And that same thing is true today. Much of the preaching that I witness on social media is worthless and most of the junk coming out of America's pulpits is worthless. Here's a question for you. Are you being fed? Are you growing spiritually? Are you wise enough to discern the junk being proclaimed as you are turning into a customer, not a servant of the Lord? See, this is what happens. Many, many churches, many Christian organizations want to make a customer out of you, sell you something, not a servant of God. So wake up, my friend. Pay attention. We are losing our nation and our future and our youth is very bleak. I have taught on this radio show the fog that's descended across America. What is that? It's the failure of three things. Fog, failure of spiritual leadership. G, God's word rejected. O, open rebellion to the rule of law. F-O-G, fog, failure of spiritual leadership 
God's word rejected and open rebellion to the rule of law. That's what's happening in America. And that's what the vortex has done. It has induced a fog across this country. You were not designed by God to feed yourself, by the way. You were designed by God to be fed by a shepherd who is your God-called pastor teacher. Not sure you don't don't take your Bible and go sit under the shade tree and feed yourself. Sure, you can read your Bible. Sure, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. But if you're going to grow, if you're going to be a mature believer, if you're going to come to be that person God wants you to be, You've got to get under the authority of a well-qualified pastor and learn God's word consistently on a daily basis. How can I say that? Ephesians 4.11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastor teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto perfect men unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. In other words, we need to replicate the life of Christ so that we are henceforth no longer children tossed around to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive you. But speaking the truth in love, you may grow up into him all things which is the head, even Christ Jesus. And there's a lot in that verse, and I could spend time teaching that verse. But God established pastor teachers. God established evangelists. We have no apostles today. We, we have no prophets today. It's all in the Bible. It's all in the Scripture. And the evangelists proclaim the gospel, and the pastor teaches the word. Why? To perfect the saints so they can be edified, so they can grow up, to become mature individuals. That's what it's about. It's only through spiritual growth that you can leave any kind of legacy for your family. Your spiritual legacy will be measured in terms of your invisible impact. That should produce a stability within this client nation because you represent the character of Christ in your life. And that means you think like he thought, Philippians 2, 5, and you should have the same goals that he had, John 12, 46. I have come into the world as a light so that the ones who believe in me should not stay in darkness. These two things demonstrate his mentality and his intentionality. They have to be yours. You have to have the mind of Christ, and you have to have the mission that he had, to lead the world out of darkness. I hope you're listening. I hope you're paying attention. I hope you understand what the cosmic confluence is, the forming of the two things, satanic propaganda and human viewpoint thinking. It creates a cosmic vortex that's destroying our country today. Pray for our nation. Pray for our youth. Pray for me that I can continue to proclaim the Word of God clearly. Until next week, this is your host, Rick Hughes, saying thank you for listening to The Floodline. Thank you for listening to The Floodline with your host, Rick Hughes. If you'd like to contact Rick, please write to him at P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama, 35054 or online at www.rickhughesministries.org.